Welcome to I Do, I Did, I'm Done, the podcast about life's challenges and how to handle them. I'm Randy Fincher. I'm a wife, mama, and a wedding planner. I'm Henry Fincher, and I'm a trial lawyer. We're We're married. married. This is episode nine, and we are going to be talking about moving on after a divorce. Dun, dun, dun. Moving on. Moving on up. You know, I found with with my clients and my own experience over the years that there's a there's a wide range of timing issues, but there seems to be in most divorces one of the parties has been done, right? They've been done for a while, and the divorce is the product of that person being done. Sometimes the other person is equally done, but so a lot of times they're not. And so the person who's not done and who has to deal with the other one being done has a lot of stuff to, to cope with. And it's obviously it's you've got rejection. You've got all the other things that come with the divorce, this, the end of this dream, the end of this, this family, the property issues, the money, all this is, is terrifying. And when one person is done and the other one is just getting started, uh, it's it's an emotional journey, and I have to explain it when I'm representing the person who's done. I said, look, you went through a lot before you decided to get divorced, right? And they're like, well, yeah. I said, well, okay, imagine that uh, th- that you two are, have to run a race. And so in order to settle the divorce, you have to both cross the finish line at the same time. I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, you're 10 feet from the finish line checking your watch your person you got to cross the finish line with they haven't even laced up their shoes yet they're just getting started and they got a lot that they have to get through before they get to the point they can do it thank you it's uh, it seems to illustrate it and it's true and so moving on after the divorce really depends i think on which which position applies to you if you were if the i'm done came before the ink was dry on the order, well, it's pretty easy to move on. I think you said this started from a, a question from someone who very poignantly asked, when were you ready to move on after your, your divorce? And for me, it was well before the ink was dry on the order. I was done, y'all. I was done. And, you know, that's that's the way a lot of people are. Now, other times, you know, there's no one-size-fits-all answer. Your heart will tell you, but... Uh, I think that there are things that you can do to help move on. What do you think? The question that this person, who I've, I've known her her entire life, she sent me a message, and I'm not going to mention any names, of course. Of course not. She says, hey, I was wondering if I could just ask a few questions. They're more custody divorce related. I've been listening to your podcast, and you guys have been doing great. If I ever needed anything, your dad said I could reach out. And so, of course, he's a teacher, so he knew this this person. And of he course, knows I, everybody, he so, does. Yeah. He's been everybody's teacher. But of course, I said, hey, if it's a legal question, I can't give legal <laughs> advice because you've always no, said you to not Please do that because yes. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. But I said, I've personally been through this. I'll be here any way that I can to help you. And she said, this is what like just it was a hole in my soul because I remember being that exact moment. I'm all about like things happening in my life. So I remember her asking me this question, I remember where I was at the moment I felt this way and how I moved on. And she said, it's more emotionally. Was there a certain amount of time before things got better? And I just sort of sat there 
And I was just, this is, this was my response. This is what I told her. I said, everyone's different. I know things change and I agree to what could have been. And sometimes I still look at my life and I wonder how this all would be, but I see that it's nothing but broken promises and lies have opened my eyes to the truth. Divorce is nothing I wanted for myself, and I thought that it broke me, but it truly helped me to be the best version of myself. I had to learn a new way to love myself again. I was a mama to a five-month-old, and I would have been homeless if it wasn't for my parents. I'd say to focus on your daughter and let, and do not let your ex steal your joy. He made his choices, and I was, and it wasn't you or your daughter. And I let my first year of my baby's life go by by thinking I could fix my ex. But the moment that I woke up and realized that he didn't care about me, I took off my wedding ring on his birthday, and it truly helped me heal. Just always remember that you're the you are in the moment of where you're supposed to be. Um, be positive, and know you have a good job, a healthy daughter, and people who love you. And I just remember being like, this is what I would tell myself. And I like sat there and I was like, what would I, what would I tell myself? But for me, the moment that I knew I was the done part of my divorce was my grandma. Uh, My grandma is my life other than my children and you, of course. But I remember my grandma was deathly ill, had pulmonary embolisms, which is basically a blood clot on her lung. And she, it looked like a horseshoe. And then she was eat up with blood clots on her legs as well. And at this point, like she was so bad. They didn't know if she was going to make it. My mom was in Atlanta um, at the apparel mart for wedding. And they lifelighted my grandma out to, um, from Sparta to St. Thomas in Nashville. My mom, who works in the medical field as well, had my, had my all these doctors on standby right there at the ER waiting for them to come in. And I remember I had to pick Amelia up for my ex. And my grandma was very influential in his life as well. And I'll never and I begged him to meet me at the ER because I said, I don't know if my grandma's gonna make it and I need you to meet me here. And he refused. And I remember at that moment he looked at me and he said, whenever we exchanged Amelia, I had to pick her up at Cool Springs. I just was crying. I remember his mom. She said, honey, what's wrong? And I told her what happened. She says, we could have met you at the hospital. I said, well, he didn't want to. And he looked at me and he goes, I hope your grandma gets better. Not didn't call her by her name. And I thought, whoo, I am like, you mess with my granny. This is a problem. Like it was an eye opener, you know. And and I remember going to Dr. John Averett who I, I love him I, like my mom probably she's she says I think and that John's great she says I think that the as many times as I've put you in therapy because I started going when I was 12 he she says I think we've paid for his space and rent <laughs> because she said I would go you would go your dad would go we just loved him he was great he retired now we st- he's a police officer we love him but he looked at me when I was going through therapy and he said you he says widows wear rings because they mourn their spouse they miss what they have he said you are wearing your ring on your finger and it's nothing but a circle of lies it's time to take it off and when he said that it was like a chain as you would you would describe through your analogy has always been it's like a chain that's just let loose off of your body but I took my I took my ring off on his birthday November 14th I went to the hair salon and I got a blowout and I just cried 
because I thought, number one, I want to have clean hair. Number two, I just want to feel good about myself today. But I literally, it was a mourning experience. Like I was mourning the loss of what I thought that I had. But now that I know what I know now, the best thing for me to heal through my divorce, I told you this the other day, I feel like divorce is like a football game. And you are having all these red flags thrown on the field, but the ref's not blowing the whistle. You see them, you acknowledge them, but you let them go by because you just think that that's normal, you know, and you're taught in the Christian world, oh, honey, you know, um, it'll get better. Oh, it's just a season or your husband's struggling or your wife's struggling. Oh, it's postpartum. Oh, you know, it was just, you know, maybe he drank too much. You know, it'll work out. And, you know, and sometimes that's true. And sometimes it is but true. But sometimes it's not. But yeah. for me, I just remember as I went through my divorce, my first year with my daughter, I've spent so much time of trying to, I didn't want a divorce and trying to figure out how I could fix them. But one that I realized after therapy that my problem was not me, it was him. He had his own battles. And then I look at a calendar and half of Amelia's life is her first year of her life is gone and I've missed it. And so at that moment, I started journaling. And instead of journaling about my everyday and my struggles and my problems, I started writing in a journal. I call it a joy journal. And I need to trademark that if it's not already taken. I like it. But it it was something that, and I still to this day, I write something every single day that I'm thankful for, whether it be, for example, one thing I have, Amelia said, thank you so much for my, for my queso. And it was when we were dating and I looked back through my notes and I wrote on this date, I wrote, Amelia said, thank you so much for my queso because she formed her first full sentence, you know, and I just remember being like, this is what life's all about is remembering the happy moments of your life, but just don't let your ex steal your joy. And as my dad says, the best way to get over one is to get under one. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that might help that's too. That's one way they move on. Some folks move on uh, earlier doing that. But it, again, it's a, it is a, it's a different process for everyone, but it really, this, what is it, the, the five stages of grief is this one is, way of looking yes. at it. And, Can you, you know, say what you, all those are? <laughs> I'll try to remember them, but it's, I know the, the first one is, is kind of what, it's denial. It's like this isn't happening. And then the second stage is, is anger. You're, you're angry Furious. that it's happening. Yes. And then and th- there's nothing linear about this. It's not like you go from two to three. You can go from one to three to two to five to one again. But so you've got denial and then anger. And then there's a bargaining stage, which is the third where you're like, well, maybe if I do this or maybe if I do that, then that won't happen. And and uh, this this will result. Then four is I can't I can't remember what the fourth one is, but the, the I think grief it's just, it's just you're sad you're just you're just mourning it, and then the fifth is acceptance. It's like this is the way it is, and uh, you you get back to functioning. It doesn't mean you forget. It doesn't mean you don't feel uh, these conflicting emotions as you go through it, but you do accept it. And if you think about losses in your life from grief, it is very similar. But the the difference with a divorce from a death is that while the divorce is going on, it's like a death that has no funeral. It's That's like a, the, the person one, is 
That's a wonderful way to put that. Yeah, the person has died. The person you knew has died. The marriage that you had has died. And you're going through a process with somebody you used to sleep with who's now your enemy, who who really probably doesn't care for you, uh, or even worse, doesn't care at all about you and is fighting you for things that were yours together. And it's very, and God help us if kids are involved, it's very hard. And so as you go through this, you work through these stages. And again, it's not like you go from one to two in progression. You can be angry and you can grieve and then you can uh, be in denial. And then, and, you know, part of denial is like, oh, you know, I'm going to go back and watch my vet wedding videos. Yeah, don't. Well, well, you know, if you need to, go ahead. If it helps you heal, but it, it's not, it's not, I can tell you it's not progress. Yeah, no. You know, going back that way isn't helping you move on, probably. But what do I know? That's you. That's your yeah. journey. And if they need that. Now, one thing Randy talked about, I can't recommend more because I, and I recommend my clients to, to get counseling, get some therapy. If you feel like you'd benefit from it, It, just having a a listening ear, particularly from somebody. It's much better when you have to pay them to listen, too. Well, well, they'll listen to you. Your parents are great, but if they take insurance and there's a copay, I highly recommend (laughs) it because they actually are going to take notes and care. (laughs) Well, exactly. And they'll have, they'll be able to say something other than suck it up, buttercup. That's just the way this shit is or or something, some equivalent parentism from from your friends friends or somebody that get tired of hearing you mope all the time because your friends and family will get tired of you or they take sharing, sides. oversharing sometimes they do sometimes they take the other side maybe uh, maybe you've made some decisions or they just think you've made some bad decisions and they take the other side well that sucks too yeah. and that's another problem and that requires that's a loss of another relationship at least temporarily you add in more betrayal and more sadness and more isolation. But do know, do know that it, it does get better, that it it's, you know, life changes. It's not perfect. You're going to have to deal with things. But it does get better, the things and the problems that led to this. Whether you chose to end the marriage or had it the choice handed to you, you can't make someone else Love you. Be in there. It takes two mules to pull this plow, and and you can't uh, make it work without them. So if you have to eventually accept it, the closer you you get to realizing that and working towards it, the the better it will be. Now, there's no set time period. Like I said, is the ink dry? Woohoo! I'm I'm healed. You know. Yeah. Which is not true. I mean, it's you, you still you deal you deal with this for for years and and years. I mean, I've been divorced for what f- uh, a long time, thirteen years now. Uh, you know, and had to sit on the opposite sides of the of the graduation hall when my kids getting uh, get graduating college. That's you know, and that's and that was for, to keep the peace and to keep everything there. And you know what? That's I accepted it and I did it. Is it great? Well, heck no. But it's better than, you know, having to deal with a potential scene and 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 her day being ruined or being viewed as uh, in, inviting problems yeah, or trauma. You absolutely. know, so you know, it's you, you learn how to deal with the new situation. I think emotionally, a lot of people that I know that have gone through a divorce 
for, for myself, people, this is what I share with one of my friends. And she said, how, how did you handle everything emotionally? And, you know, I just spoke from experience. Like I was with my ex when I was 18, dated through college, went through a 90 day breakups, what I called it, got back together, got engaged, got married, bought a house and ended up getting pregnant and he left. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know, I went through every part of my life that I was taught. And of course, I made the choices, you know, like, so it's what I wanted. And I told her, I said, you know, people change and things change. And I remember feeling certain moments in certain ways. But then when we had our daughter, I just remember the worry of what are people going to think and just cared so much about what others thought and how it looked because I was the first person in my family to get a divorce. And I just, I felt like I was scarred. A Disney analogy. I feel like I was scarred from the Lion King. I I just felt like I was neglected, like I was the outcast that neglected from my inner, inner circle of my family. Some of my family fed off of my hurt some yeah, of you find out who your friends and then, are, and, and then some of my other aren't. family, they were like, "Hey, honey, we're here. Whatever yeah. you need, kind of thing." Yeah. But I think just emotionally, you're going through a roller coaster, and it's just a ride that just doesn't stop. But it's the moment that when you finally put your hand up on the roller coaster, like at the fair, like you're like, "Okay, I'm done." I'm, and I and I remember getting to that point, and then seeing the the freedom. Of just being like, you know what? If this is what you want, if this is the path that you want, the only thing I want out of you, because we share daughters, is to be, you know, is to be there for her. Emotionally, it was very hard to grieve the loss of someone that I thought that I knew. But honestly, what made it easier was finding more things out. And it's like you have this big puzzle and you're putting it together and you're seeing all, you know, all the pieces and you know, you don't know the outcome of the picture, but you know, like the corner piece or the bottom, you know, the bottom right piece and you put everything together. And then you finally see the big picture and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what was going on. You're like, okay. For me personally, it was easier to heal knowing all, by putting that puzzle piece together and focusing on what mattered most, which was my daughter and also my own mental health, my, myself, you know, I went through a divorce and found out that my dad bought my wedding ring and asked my dad, I said, what do you want me to, do you want me to give you the money back for my ring? And he goes, no, honey, it's yours, you know, do what you want. So I, I got a boob job. So, you know, um, I thought <laughs> if he, very uh, worthy investment, I thought, you know, if you, if we have to go through this divorce, I don't want Amelia to ever have to hold on to a ring of wives and I want him to have to look at my look at my ring of lies for the rest of his life so here here they are right here on my chest thank you thank you lord for Dr. Jean Grass that's always <laughs> said the, the best decisions of my life um where um standing up for myself getting a divorce and getting a boob job and then of course you know marrying you as well you're up there that's not in any particular order as long, long as I'm up there but uh okay. but yeah, yeah you know like I mean I think the best version of yourself is by spending time on yourself 
and figuring out who you are. Because if you're like me, you invest all your time into all these people. But the moment that I just said, listen, I'm done. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to do my everything shower, or as I like to call my shit shower and shave. And I'm going to listen to that podcast that I like. I'm going to call a girlfriend and catch up with her. I'm going to go and eat El Tapatio with my mama and drink an unlimited pitcher of margaritas and have dad come pick us up. And <laughs> and I'm going to sit and I'm going to watch you know, watch the notebook with my mom and just sit and sob and little things or my favorite drive around town, go to get Ralph's donuts with my mama and go look at all the windows in town during Christmas season and uh, listen to Adele and sing at the top of our lungs. So anything that you can do to make yourself heal is the best advice that I can give you is just making sure that you take care of yourself and remember who you are. I had a girlfriend, she sent me a message by listening to our podcast. She says, Randy, I've known you since we've been in sixth grade. You have gone. She compared me to a butterfly, which made my day. But she just said, I've seen you. Randy loves butterflies. I'm obsessed because of Dolly Parton, of course, and uh, Miss Holcomb, Hawkum, who used to teach at Northeast. Um, She had a butterfly tree. She was precious. She taught school with my mom. But my friend, she said, I have seen you go through all of these stages of your life. And she's like, now by listening to you all and being at every stage of where you've been, it's like I'm watching you become a butterfly and you are the happiest version of yourself. And she says, I'm so sorry. I just wasn't there for you during that difficult time because I had no idea you were going through it. If people are going through divorce and you're listening Find your tribe and find your people because going through things alone is sometimes it's okay, but I think having an accountability tribe of people is what really helped me heal. It really is is an experience. You have to walk the road alone for stretches of the journey, but you don't have to be alone and you won't always be alone. It's, it is a time to look within and become your best version of yourself and to realize that you're enough. You're enough for you and, and that's okay. You know, it's, and you'll be enough for somebody else one day. If somebody doesn't have sense enough to appreciate who you are, uh, that doesn't mean that nobody's going to. That's the other thing that folks need to know. The, the folks that hand it handed to them, and they get the rejection. The rejection is really hard to deal with, particularly from someone who they still love. There is no quick answer for that, and I don't know how to uh, tell you uh, that, it, that everything's great, but it will get better, and the, the more effort you put towards making it better, the better it'll be. So today, thank you for listening. We've come to the end of another podcast. If you liked what you heard, we'd like you to like us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Please give us five stars. Uh, Or if you're on Spotify, do that. Repost some of the stuff on social media. Come see our our website's live now. What's that website? I do. I did. I'm done. Podcast.com. Of course it is. And hey, we love you listening. Send us your ideas. Send us your thoughts. Reach out. If there's a way we can help, Uh, Hey, message. It can't hurt, and and maybe we can help you. If you didn't like what you heard, if you think we're full of beans, if you just don't like the sound of this old man's voice grating in your ear. Oh, I do. That's my baby. But if you don't like it, hey, don't tell nobody nothing.